The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I'll run this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. the show and a good Friday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there at 7.07, seven minutes after 7 o'clock. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard live Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And this is my final broadcast of 2018. And in case you missed the show last night, we're going to have a new time in 2019. We'll be on from 6 to 8 p.m. So thanks to all the listeners made that happen. I gained an hour of sleep at night. I lose an hour of sleep in the middle of the day, but that's okay. It all works out. But we'll be on from 6 to 8 p.m. starting January 3rd here on the Nifty 750. So for my last show of the year, they said, Mark, you can have any guest you want. Book whomever you want. The president. You can get Jerry Seinfeld. You could get Denzel Washington. You can get uh, Jennifer Lawrence, who's number one on my list right now currently. I said, no, no. I want Dale freaking Jones. Right. Comedian, actor, all around great dude. Uh, Dale, welcome back to the Mark Aram Show. Thanks How for, are you, Thanks sir? for having me on the show, and thanks for turning down all those great yeah. opportunities. Well, you know what? I've, it, <laughs> what am I going to ask Tom Hanks that I, that he hasn't already been exactly, asked? Exactly, you know, right. I wanted many, something fresh and exciting. How many Forrest Gump and Toy Story <laughs> questions can you ask? Yeah, exactly. He just burns it into the ground. So, so were Dale, you really sick in Philadelphia? I mean, what do you say yeah. to the guy? <laughs> <laughs> How did you grow that beard in Castaway? The gr- right, yeah, right. Exactly. Did you, did, did, what, he took like a year off, didn't he? Is that what he did for that movie? Well, I think, and it's look at this. Tom Hanks just sucks us into his career anyway. <laughs> he's not even here. And he's, so what I, what I heard was he lost the weight and right. grew the beard, and then they filmed that when he was looking you know, on the island, looking all skinny and, and disheveled and everything. Right. And then he took a year off, put the weight on, and then they filmed the normal beginning Tom Hanks. Okay. Because they, they were like, we're not going to do it until we know you can lose the weight and look like you've been stranded on an island. Now, was it really an island, or was it just like in the middle of a no, swimming I think, pool in I think Vegas it was, and I think it was just <laughs> the little rocks? I think it was in Hawaii. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's horrible. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> right. But that's, uh, can you imagine having to starve yourself to look like you've been on a deserted island for five years? I've been told that my whole life. I can't gain weight to <laughs> save anything. Bless Everybody's just heart. always looking at me like, when's your next uh, treatment? Are you okay? Oh, no. How long were you in uh, prison? Speaking of treatment, <laughs> so this is something that developed last night on the show, Dale. Um, I may or may not right now have Legionnaire's disease. Okay. I'm, I'm waiting to hear back. I know. Isn't that crazy? I'm waiting to hear back from my doctor. So I've, I've had a cold for like two months, or not two months, two weeks. Okay. And it just won't kick. And I'm like, this is crazy. And I got an email from a hotel that I stayed in a couple weeks ago. And I'm not going to say the hotel chain's name. Right. But they were like, oh, heads up. Some people have caught Legionnaire's disease. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say, but it rhymes with. No. Oh, okay. No. We're not doing that one. All so right. I'm like, Son, that that's why I can't kick. The, so I'm going to the doctor, gonna get tested, and hopefully I don't have Legionnaires' disease. But is it uh, just a cold? It's cold fever. Is that a cough? A little bit, mostly just achy and. But this could be fatal. Well, I'm glad we're in a room together. It's not contagious. That's the good news. That's the good news. According to the email from the hotel, it's not contagious now. It like gets you get it from water mist. So like the shower or the air conditioner in a hotel. Water mist. Yeah, I don't know. Like spit? Yeah, so spit. When I spit on you, you might get it. Um, 
So, yeah, just stay on that side of the studio. Dale's in uh, in studio tonight, but he's also at the Punchline tonight and tomorrow yes. and Sunday or no? And Sunday. All right. Tic- and Monday. We're doing Puppet Show. We're poor. Bring socks. Tickets available at punchline.com. <laughs> and I'm on vacation after the show tonight, so I'm going to scoot right over to the Punchline. If you're there, folks, and you see me, I'll buy a tuna melt and a chocolate shake. Because That'd be awesome. you can get both of those at the Punchline. I think that's on the menu. In Atlanta. It, it is. is. The biggest, the best menu of comedy clubs in the nation is the yes. Punchline because it's in a diner. You can get whatever you want. Um, I need your help, Dale. All right. Before we get to the the comedy. So every year, or every show, at the end of every show, I I give a star of the show award. Right. So whether it's, it could be my my engineer, Longoria, my phone screener, Low T. It could be Deb Green, my producer. It could be a caller. You could be star of the show tonight. You probably will be. And at the end of the year, we total those up. And whoever has the most stars of the show, I give a $1,000 check to. So the last four years, Longoria has won it. He's one of the most stars of the show. This year, I had the most stars of the show. Okay. So I beat Longoria 33 to 31. All right. All right. Well, it was, it's fair. I had a great year. Longoria was fine, but I had a better year. But I'm not going to give myself $1,000. Why not? So what I want to do is figure out what to do with $1,000. So there was 142 different stars of the show in, 20, in 2018. And if you divide that by 1,000... It comes out to $7.09 per star of the show. I'm so glad you did the math on yes. that because I just faded right so there. So do I give everyone that's got a star of the show $7.09 and Longoria, who won 31 of them, like $210? Or do I just split it evenly between Deb Green, Longoria, and Loti, my three, the three big stars? What do, what do you suggest? I think the the split between the top three, but what I would think of first is putting it into research for this Legionnaire's disease. <laughs> I should save it for my right? medical bills. You may need... That $30 copay is... Your family may need some help. Yeah, that's that. All right, so well, you know what? I'll wait until whatever the doctor says. Right. If I have it or not. And then, will you say split it up amongst my, Top my cast three, members? right? I think that's fair. Do I do it evenly or do I do it weighted? Like Longoria won 31 stars of the show, Low T Chuck won 19, and Deb Green won 17. That's the way I would do it. Yeah, weighted. Split. That's the way they do uh, comedy competitions. They they break it down as you go. It's yeah. Like the top person gets the most, and then boom, boom, boom. So you've done the comedy com- competitions. I've done some of them. Yeah. yeah. How yeah, does they, that work? They're fun. Yeah. yeah was, did you hear the sarcasm? <laughs> Not fun at all. <laughs> it's so, you're there with all your friends. And yeah. how do you judge stand up? You can't. It's How tough. do you put Lewis yeah. Black and Stevie Wright in the same room and say who's funnier? Yeah. It's impossible. And it's all uh, just uh, everybody's got a million different sense of humor. Yeah. You know, so you just have to go, I guess, by crowd reaction. But even that doesn't really count. And Did I you do know. that early on when you started stand up? Did you tell all your friends, hey, I'm going to be at the ha ha hole? You guys all come and cheer me on, that right. kind of thing? Is that no, how I it never, works? No, I never had enough friends to do something like that. <laughs> so you were on your own. You right. were on an island. I was at, Exactly. Yeah. I was on the island in Vegas, sitting in the middle of the pool. You going, were Tom you Hanks. my jokes. Was it intimidating when you first started doing stand Of course it was. Yeah. yeah it was a, but the good thing was that I didn't... Uh, my friends ended up being comics, and the guys that I worked with at the warehouse I was, I didn't want those dirtbags hanging out with me anyway. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that you started a warehouse. Yeah, so I, uh, I just didn't have any... It's like, well, I, I was horrible tonight, but I don't know any of these people. Yeah. So tomorrow it'd be all new crowd. So you didn't have someone, you you know, when you're first starting off as as a stand up, and it's a, that's a tough gig to get up in front of a crowd for the first time and oh, that's horrible and tell jokes. So you didn't have a support system of of other funny people to say what what worked, what didn't work. You had to figure it out on your own. I had some comic buddies that I finally got in okay. the circle with, you know, and then they would sit down with me and work yeah. stuff out. But at the initial beginning, no, I walked in and I went to open mic and studied for. Three months before I went on stage, 
and just watched the shows. And then I wrote 11 minutes of material and found out I had maybe 45 seconds. (laughs) That was good. But it was a good 45 seconds. Right. And all I did, the only laugh I got is I messed a joke up. And I go, well, I effed that up. And the whole (laughs) room exploded. And that was my first laugh, me just commenting on a joke not being. But I give you a lot of credit. So you're working in a warehouse. You realize I'm funny. I, I think I can do this for a living. And you devote the time and energy, and you have the the cojones to actually say, "Screw it, I'm going to go on stage and try to make." I was people 23. Laugh. You know how 23 is. You Ignorant. Know, yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. I didn't even think career. I was just bored, and I was like, <laughs> "I got to stop drinking every weekend. Yeah. I got to find something to do with my life." And I just thought of it as a hobby. At what point did you say, "All right, this is my career now. I, I'm good enough. This is where I'm going to make my money." Probably about six months into it. Yeah. Yeah, that's when quick. I really, yeah, and by two years, I quit my job and went full-time. Good for you. Yeah. And how long ago was that now? That was uh, 1993, 95. I no went full-time. kidding. Yeah, and I haven't had another, I hadn't had to do a backup Another job, job yeah. since then. This is it. That's the dream. I got no plan B. <laughs> I'm in it. Dale, Dale Jones in studio. He's at the Punchline tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. Tickets available online at punchline.com. I, I love seeing you perform because um, it, it's, uh, you mentioned Stephen Wright. Stevie yes. Wright stands up there, and he, he's funny as hell, but he's you know low key, and he's he talks right. like this. You are an entertainer. I'm like, all over. The you place. are you're bouncing off the walls, right? Is but that, I mix it all together. I take all my favorites, you yeah. know, Looney Tunes, uh, uh, Rodney Dangerfield, <laughs> Stephen Wright, yeah. Howie, Bobcat, Steve Martin, Pryor. I mix it all together. Put it in a blender, this, and you get all the stuff Jones. I think is funny. Yeah. But has that always been like? Have, I mean, it's it's an experience. You got to see Dale on stage. It's very funny. He's very animated. Very. Right. Uh, I just try to throw everything at him so if they don't get the joke and go, well, he looks stupid. It's, but it, it, it all works. It was when, you know, the first six months you're doing stand up, were you doing the same stuff or is no. this evolved? No, this is evolved. Yeah. This is, well, what happened was I was trying to be, I never was the cool guy ever, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I was trying to be the cool guy when I did stand up because yeah. I thought Dennis Miller was supposed to be, you know, be. I wanted to be like smart and stuff like yeah. that. And then finally my buddy sat me down. He goes, what are you doing? You're an idiot. <laughs> He always running around bouncing off the walls, yeah. doing stupid voices and stuff. Where's that? Yeah. Why, who's this guy on stage? So then I just started doing you, that. You got to be true to yourself. Yeah, I think. and I figured out I like physical comedy, so yeah. I started writing everything for physical comedy. But then I realized that all my punchlines were physical, so yeah. I come and do radio. And you can yeah, yeah, and you, like you would be sitting there going, "This is great. I wish you could see this." <laughs> <laughs> so then I figured out if I wrote like Dangerfield and I yeah. did uh, punchlines, and I could put the physical after it and. And just make it even bigger. So that's funny you mentioned Dangerfield and Steve Martin. Those I'm assuming those are the big influences. Yeah, uh, Robin. Yeah, yeah. Anything that was goofy and yeah. silly, I just love that stuff. Yeah. It's a bygone era of, I know. of, of comedy right there. Kinnison? Right. You mentioned Kinnison? I, uh, yeah, I did like Kinnison a little bit. He was yeah. a little too angry for me. But <laughs> I like I liked the first album a lot better than the, yeah. than the la- later stuff. You D- know? Dale Jones in studio. He's at the Punchline tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. This, by the way, the final edition of the Mark Aram Show. Uh, of 2018, and then I'm on vacation. I'm gone. But you, uh, you're you here now. You just bought a place in Metro Atlanta. Yes, yes. I got a place here, and I kept my, uh, well, I got a smaller apartment in L.A. I was yeah. in L.A. for five years. So compare, uh, you bought a place in Jonesboro. Yes. I don't want to know numbers. What's more expensive, your mortgage in Jonesboro or your rent in L.A.? Uh, the rent in L.A. Is it really? I had a one-bedroom apartment on Redondo Beach. What does that cost you, if that, you don't mind me asking? It was two grand a month. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's crazy. Nine hundred square feet. That's a, that's a lot of money. 
But L.A., I mean, if you're a comedian, that's you got to be out there or New York, I would imagine, for right. most of the time. So I got everything set up there, and I ended up I, – I got rid of that apartment, got a smaller apartment in North Hollywood. It okay. cost a lot less. That's and happening. North Hollywood's a happening joint, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You walk in distance to you know improv and yeah. comedy store and all that. Is that – if we go to L.A., we, me, the listeners, whoever. Right. What, what clubs are your – is it uh, the improv? Where do you usually uh, – Well, now I'll have to switch over to those, but I was doing the Comedy Magic Club in Hermosa. That's – I follow them on Instagram. That's and a great room. Dude, the lineups there are insane. I know. Yeah. In, like, and you never know who's going to be on the roster. Yeah. So they'll they'll post out a picture tonight's lineup. You know, and and the punchline will get one headliner, like Dale Jones or um, whomever, right. Dave Attell, whatever comes in. But at the the comedy club, it's like it's like you and nine other headliners doing yeah. ten minutes each. It's yeah. Crazy the lineups out there. Yeah, I, uh, Paul Reiser went in front of me one night. Yes, that's exactly. That was a little nerve wracking. Yeah. Just sitting in the green room, and I go, "I'm a big fan. I'm trying trying to keep it together." And he goes, "As you should, young man." That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, can you hang out one more segment, Dale? Heck yes. All Let's right, hang I, uh, hang tight, folks. Uh, I might have Legionnaires' disease. I might be back in 2019. I might not. We'll see. Uh, but if I am back starting January 3rd, I'll be on from 6 to 8 p.m. here on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Right back after this, it's the Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back. Friday edition of The Mark Aram Show in studio. Hilarious gentleman, Dale Jones. Uh, I've been a longtime fan of Dale's. He's hilarious. He's at the Punchline tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. Tickets online at punchline.com. Coming up, my buddy Chris Burns, my money man, is going to talk about uh, can I retire in two and a half years. When are you going to retire, Dale? As a comedian, do you ever want to retire? No, no. It's not work, right? I don't see where. I don't feel like I work. Yeah. I like, just get up. And, I mean, I'm going to do this today, and then I'm going to sleep till the show. Don Rickles, <laughs> bless his heart, was 93 and still wanted to do stuff. And the more famous you get, the less you got to do. Well, as a comic, you ain't got to do that much in the first place. Yeah. So you know how much less it gets. So do you have, I mean, do you have, uh, not to get serious, but do you have enough socked away for retirement? Like, No, I ain't no. got nothing. Nah. Yeah. I thought I did, but then I found <laughs> out if you uh, take the Star Wars figure out of the box, you're screwed. <laughs> Yeah, you collect the Star Wars. I got, yeah, I got nothing. I, well, no, I played with them all. So now I'm, you know, my parents are probably like, oh, well, Dale's outside playing with his retirement in the dirt. And, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought with baseball cards. I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll be retired. With yeah, them, I'm know. gonna still tell jokes, but I'm gonna end up in a nursing home telling jokes for yogurt. Well, I want to know. I'll put my. <laughs> I want to go in your uh, retirement home, uh, Dale. In addition to the punchline tonight, where can we see your stuff? How can we follow you on uh, social media? All that. Uh, good stuff. The website's DaleJonesComic.com. Okay. Let me write that down. Make sure you go to DaleJonesComic.com. If you go to DaleJones.com, it's a one-armed juggler out of St. Louis. Is it really? It is. We have this whole— I'm going to both then. I know, right? I'm helping him out, but he thinks I'm making fun of him. (laughs) And he's, like, contacting me and told him I out-Googled him, and then I was like, wow, that must have took you a long time to type that. A one-armed juggler in St. Louis is more impressive than a comedian in Jonesboro. Right? It sounds— yeah. Awesome. You guys should go on the road together. I asked him if we could go on the road together. And do Dale squared. He wouldn't do it? No. And I said we could do a whole positive thing, yeah. you know, where because he has a, a smaller. I mean, he shows all this stuff he can do, <laughs> and he does state fairs and all this stuff, and he does amazing, like a bowling ball and yeah. and a bowling pin. He does all this stuff. Anything to do with bowling? You know what? My what last show my of 2019, I'm getting that Dale Jones on. That's what the you, one-armed you messed up from St. You probably should have been him. <laughs> DaleJonesComic.com. <laughs> what about social media, my friend? It's all uh, at Dale Jones Comic. Instagram, Twitter. 
Facebook, my man, all that. In fact, if you go to the website, all the buttons are there, and you just click and you know, click there. and follow. Yes, Dale, good to see you, buddy. Thank you for having me. I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're a Metro Atlanta resident. Yes, I'm it's glad to stuff. be here, man. I'm looking forward to getting the acting stuff going here. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's that's what I want to do. Blowing up. Want to do that, and then tie that in with L.A. and boom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you'll be able to retire someday. Exactly. Maybe right. I'll, I'll retire a legionnaire. <laughs> All right. Uh, Good to see you, Dale. We'll come right back after news, weather, and traffic. This is The Mark Aram Show. Hey there, this is Patrick Warburton, and you are listening to The Mark Aram Show. Who, by the way, stole my Jesus fish. All right, closing out the 2018 edition of the Mark Aram Show. I would be remiss if I didn't bring in my money dude, Chris Burns from Dynamic Money. Last night on the show, Chris, I gave away $1,000 uh, to the crew for stars of the show, yeah. uh, which I'm happy to do because they're hardworking. Deb Green and Longoria. Loti, not so much, but he at least shows and up. And it's already been spent. Yeah, no doubt. It was that fast. But I, it, it occurred to me as I was writing these checks that um, I'm 44 years old. I'll be 45 on Monday, by mm-hmm. the way. And congratulations, um, sir. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, I've never been taught to do a budget. I've never had a household budget. I've never sat down, put pen to paper, or got on a, an Excel spreadsheet and said, um, this is what I need to spend on this. But I, I have no knowledge about making budgets, and I'm worried sure. that I'm, I'm spending more money than I should every year. So right. I, I know you are a financial expert, but can you help me with my personal finances when it comes to budgeting things, not spending a lot of money. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Now, half your listeners are asleep because budgeting is is like right up there with death and taxes for most people. A budgeting, like it's a four-letter word for much of the population. Um, when I was first married, I was a hippie. I got married in 19. So I'm trying to figure out how to do budgeting. And a yeah. CPA buddy of mine gives me his budget spreadsheet. Okay. Literally has a line item for toothpaste. No kidding. Dude budgeted out for the <laughs> I year. I want to do that. So for the year. year is $8 for toothpaste. That, yeah. So that that turned me off so deeply. But here's the deal. The tools that exist now to budget are so different than even 10, 15 years ago yeah. that do the work for you. So everybody that works with us, for instance, every client has their own website. And on that website, it's just like a mint.com or a Quicken. You can get, you can get access to that stuff too. But where it will sit and categorize all your transactions, you swipe your debit card somewhere, and it already tells you you just spent $12 on dining, whatever it is, right? So half the work is done for you. And when you have tools like that, suddenly it's not so hard to track. And even people that go, God, the idea of sitting and looking at how much I'm spending sounds terrible. When it tracks it for you, you can start looking at reports and pie charts and stuff without really doing much work at all. Um, It's pretty neat to see. And it, it opens your eyes. I did this with my wife recently. You'd think I'd be... Budgeting all the time, supposed to be right. Yeah. Financial plan. Yeah. The reality is, we're like everybody else, and we just don't think about it. We're busy, and so we sat down and actually looked at this together, and it was shocking to us to go, "Man, we spent that much on that." Yeah. Holy cow! So the closest thing I get to a budget, and it's coming up at the end of the year. I do most of my purchases 
use, uh, using my American Express card. Sure, yeah. Because I like the points, the miles, whatever. Yep. And I always pay it off at the end of the month, so it's it, you know it doesn't cost me anything. But they'll send me a year-end summary. Okay. And they break it down like food, uh, grocery, sure, entertainment, fuel, but and that's that's the clo- I mean, so I get a year-end summary, which yeah. which lets me know what I spent a lot on in the prior year, but it doesn't set me up really for the next year's uh, finances. Yeah, and what I would encourage you to do is, again, and I'll, I, for in your case, I'll get you on this software that I use, but when, but it's so accessible, and it actually will show you throughout the month, like it'll show you a status bar, and you'll set, you'll go, you know, I think I'm going to spend, I don't know, whatever amount of money on f- food this month, yeah. okay? And then it'll show you your status bar of where you're at in the month and how much you've spent. Oh. And so it's just such an easy tool to keep Kinda track. Kind of like a Fitbit for your wallet. Yeah, and it's really not meant to be like a shame inducer. Like most people look at budgeting and it's just a shame thing. It's like, gosh, I'm only supposed to spend this much on it. It's it's really supposed to just reveal to you where you're at. Yeah. So that if you want to make changes, if you go, you know what, I'd actually like to do more towards giving or traveling or whatever that is. Um, I could cut back here. I see that I'm doing more than I need to be here. It gives you the knowledge to make informed choices, and that's really all we're looking for. Chris Burns from Dynamic Money. Dynamicmoney.com is the website. All right, so I'm going to be on vacation uh, till the 31st. Okay. I'm going to have a, you know sleep a lot, obviously. Got to rest man. up. Yes. Oh, my word. But I'm going yeah. to do a lot of thinking about 2019 and, mm-hmm. and where I am financially. Uh, is it a good time to reset and 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 just think about your financial lifestyle at the end of the year and get and gear up for a new year, whether it's uh, investing strategies or what am, what am I missing? Should I more, uh, should I, you know, diversify more? Is, is it a good time to reset and, and look ahead? It's a, obviously it's a great time. People talk about New Year's resolutions. The main reason that those fail for most of us is that we bite off something that's way too big to handle. Yeah. I was talking with this client last night, this young couple that said, we, we want to get here and here. They have these great dreams for the future. And I said, okay, why don't we break that down into literally like what's realistic next year? What could we celebrate if by this time next year this was different that you would feel like, holy cow, we really made progress here? And that's often a lot smaller. For me, it's like weight loss. So I'm like, I'm going to lose 80 pounds this year. Okay, probably not. Right, I'm probably not going to do that. But what you if you shouldn't lose eighty pounds? You'd be, I'd be, a, well, obviously, a I would be. <laughs> yeah, thank you, I appreciate that. But we do that, right? Or I'm going to go run a marathon in, in six months. What is the goal that's actually realistic, realistic and goal. tangible, so mm-hmm. that you can feel success in that next year? So yeah. maybe it's something as simple as saying, "Hey, you know, for a lot of people." I don't really have any liquid savings. By the end of this year, I want to have like three months of money in a savings account. Yeah. Maybe even that's too much. Maybe it's two months. Whatever that is that you know you could find success there. Because if you shoot too far, you end up at some point in the year, you realize you're not making it, and you just drop the whole thing. That, that leads me to my next question. Let's say a hypothetical guy or gal listening to the show right now makes $100,000 a year. They yep. made $100,000 in 2018. Sure. How much of that should they have saved, whether it's through 401k or investments? What percentage of their earnings should be saved year to year? So it's a lot easier to act like it's a percentage that everyone should save based on their income. But the reality is that you have to start with where are you going? So if you know your goals for three or five or 10 years down the road, that's what defines what you have to be saving today. And that's why it's different for every person. So it sounds good to say, well, if you're making this much, save 10% or save 15%, whatever that is. But the reality is, let's first define where are you going and what you want. And then when we know that, we can work backwards and go, okay, to get there, we have to save this much. And that's going to be different for every person. So I would say it more like this. 
if you look at your spending, base it on what kind of savings do I have? Right now, this sounds weird, but again, I'll go back to the months of savings. Whatever your expenses are per month, and I don't mean money into 401ks. I mean, like, what would it cost you to have a regular month to live where mm-hmm. you're not eating ramen noodles? It's like a fine, normal thing. Yeah. In the end, we want to know you have three months of that sitting in a savings account, right? If you cool. already do, you can transfer this concept to your 401k, whatever, all right? But that's a good way of thinking about it because for the if a person makes a hundred thousand and they're single, then their three months of expenses might be a lot easier to reach than the person that's married with three kids Absolutely. or whatever. But I would put it more in terms of I want to get that foundational goal in place than like I have to save twelve percent of my income. So I'm single. Yeah. Currently. Maya, if you're listening, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, <laughs> let's say I made a hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah. How much should I have uh, invested? of that $100,000 in 2018. Is is there a goal I should be looking for? 10% of my income, 15%? Is that too high, too low? It's definitely not too high. I mean, uh, retirement planners will say you want to save something like 20% of your income would okay. be ideal, right? Looking towards the future. But again, the reason I shot, I don't I, I sound ambiguous here like, well, it could be this or that. It, it differs. It's, I get it's it. So, it really is so personalized. Like when we look at your situation to sit and be able to go, "Okay, look, you're single." you want to maintain this balance between quality of life and actually being in an okay place long term. And the problem that I see with a lot of people is they get so hung up and and, man, a lot of uh, husbands and wives, it's the husband that does this with like, I have to save this amount of money that they have zero quality of life. Gotcha. And there's a lot of financial planners out there that push this and they pretty much say like, no matter what you have to do, even if it's misery, make sure you save this amount. Um, the way I do that with people is that when we sit down and we chart out income plans, we can sit and look at if you keep doing what you're doing now, this is where you'll end up, right? So what changes do we make to get you where you want to be long term? And that could be for and, and that gives a much clearer direction for, you know, I need to save a lot more because like Mark, I want to have millions and millions of dollars, <laughs> right? Whatever I just want to sleep till noon. That's my goal. But it truly, but the point is, it truly is personalized. It really is like there are people that spend such a small amount of money every month, they don't need as much in savings. And then other people that say, I want to travel constantly. Sure. Well, they need a lot more. Yeah. So it's got to be based on where you're going. Real quick, Chris Burns, you mentioned uh, New Year's resolutions. Are there a couple of quick New Year's resolutions that uh, financial financial news resolutions that my listeners can make next year to, to make things better for them fiscally. Yeah, I know I keep harping on this, but it's just I, I sit down with hundreds of people and I see this all the time. To to not get in this trend of you get your tax refund back, you get a bonus, and you throw it at your debt, and now you have no money in savings again. Like most people are walking around with literally zero money yeah. in savings. If I The number one resolution you could have is build up some basic emergency fund liquidity. Get that cookie jar. That will literally change your whole financial picture. Yeah. That is the foundation for feeling confidence in the future. And I've done that. I've, I've really increased. I got to that three-month saving uh, bucket that you mentioned, and it, I feel it better It feels different, about it. doesn't it? Yeah, you it wake feels... up feeling different. Exactly right. Yeah, right. my wife and I, when we finally did that, after talking about it, we said, we're going to do this. I mean, she told me it was like a weight was lifted from her shoulders yeah. every morning. So it, it, th- that would be a great start. And then if you're already there, then you can take that next step and say, okay, you know, I've really never put money in long-term savings, so this is the year I'm going to get that full match from my company, yeah. if your company offers oh, that I've been kind crushing of that for years. Yeah. I love that. Thank you, Cox. Cox Media Group. Thank you, Cox Media. Um, Chris Burns, uh, the website is 
dynamicmoney.com. Yes, sir. I'm very excited. I love the, I love the name. I love the website. And um, we'll work on that budget, you and I, when we come back. Yeah, it's going to be fun. All right. Happy belated birthday. Happy early Christmas. Happy early New Year. We'll, uh, we'll chat more in 2019, my friend. Hey, thanks, Mark. Always a special treat to have uh, Chris in studio guiding me to my hopefully early retirement. Um, all right, so we've just about wrapped up the uh, 2018 edition of the Mark Aram Show. I am on vacation right after the show tonight. Uh, coming up over the next couple of weeks, you'll have a variety of fill-in hosts and some best-ofs and some good stuff. But I just wanted this opportunity to do... Uh, Take some time and really thank you for um, really being uh, an integral part of the show, more so than any show uh, on on WSB Radio. The, the listeners and the callers mean a lot to this show and the, the quality of the show. And, uh, of course, you listening has really, really uh, been a huge, huge factor in the success of the show. So please keep on listening. Thank you for listening in 2018, 2017, 2016. And again, in 2019, starting January 3rd, we'll be on from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. I hope you all can join me and uh, and really we're going to try to knock it out of the park in 2019. We're going to be better. We're going to be funnier. We're going to be uh, more relevant uh, and just uh, just keeping you entertained for a couple of hours every night, Monday through Friday on WSB. So again, 6 to 8 p.m. starting January 3rd in 2019, the new and improved edition of the Mark Aram Show. It's going to be the same Mark Aram Show, basically, but we're going to be on a little bit earlier, and uh, hopefully we'll keep climbing up that radio ladder. But again, thank you from the bottom of my heart, from Low T's heart, Longoria's heart, and Deb Green's heart. Thank you for listening, and thank you for... uh, for being a very special part of this show and of WSB Radio. All right, uh, hang tight. We'll be right back. This is The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back. Final edition of the Mark Aram Show in 2018. I am just about to get out of here on vacation. Again, I'm off for the rest of the year. There'll be various fill-ins, co-hosts, fill-in hosts, best-ofs. You'll be entertained for the next couple of weeks. I'll be back uh, January 3rd with a new time in 2018, 6 to 8 p.m. 6 to 8 p.m. I hope you'll uh, come along with us. We'll be on an hour earlier. So next year's lineup, very simple. Scott Slade, Atlanta's Morning News, 4.30 to 9 a.m. Rush Limbaugh. No, no, Eric Von Hessler, excuse me, from 9 to noon. Rush Limbaugh, noon to 3. 3 to 4, Sean Hannity. 4 to 6, Eric Erickson, now on earlier. And then I'll be on 6 to 8 p.m. And then 8 to 10, the other two hours of Hannity. And then 10 to midnight, Clark Howard. So make a mental note. Everything you love about the Mark Aram Show will be back next year. Johnny Kilbasa, Little Sanjay, all the games, Millennial Match Game, this or that, What's My Line, uh, Would You Rather. We're going to have all that stuff, but it'll be on an hour earlier, 6 to 8 p.m., on WSB Radio starting January 3rd in 2019. All right, so I'm going to be on vacation, but uh, I'm still going to be on social media, so uh, keep in touch, please. You can reach out to me on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M, Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. If you're an old-fashioned emailer, you can go ahead and email me, uh, mark.aram at wsbtv.com. That's M-A-R-K dot A-R-U-M at wsbtv.com. Again, uh, on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M, and Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. God bless. Have a great Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and we'll see you at 6 p.m. January 3rd, 2019. From all of us at the Mark Aram Show, thank you so much. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. 
Don't you weep, pretty baby. Don't you weep, pretty baby. You and me and the devil makes three. Don't need no other loving baby. Go to sleep, you little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the All Suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile.